Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast, presented by the tech doctor, Ronan Leonard. Hi, welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast. I'm talking with, with Peter O'Neill from SEO and Grove. How are you doing, Peter? Hey, Ronan. Good, thanks. Cheers for having me. No problem. Tell us a little bit about your background. Yeah, so I studied in DCU. I did... Uh, marketing innovation and technology there um, and it was a four-year course and the third year of the course was dedicated to a paid work placement um, and basically myself and my now business partner Aiden identified we studied together and we, we identified that we wanted to kind of use that year's yeah. internship opportunity to go abroad and kind of get as much hands-on experience as yeah. we could so long story short we we ended up over in peru in south america and we were working with an irish-owned travel company there and so essentially um the company had never invested in in digital marketing before or had really only captured their customers on the ground in peru kind of through offline marketing leaflets flyers word of mouth etc and they wanted us to come over and kind of head up the the search marketing side of things so we could get customers to book a bus tour before they left Ireland or the UK or the US or yeah. wherever they were coming from. It kind of all makes sense in hindsight. Um, so myself and Aidan went over there and yeah, very much thrown in the deep end, I suppose initially went over as interns and within the year we were kind of training people in and the, the, the head of the department and yeah, got some really great results for the for the company and they were delighted with us and we were really happy and kind of realized we had a bit of an act for it. We, more than doubled the organic traffic coming yeah. to Peru Hop and Bolivia Hop, um, and yeah, they were obviously really happy with the return in terms of sales, etc. So from there, we myself and Aiden kind of said, look, we've a real we've a real love for this, and we know what we're doing, and we've 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 got a good idea of how to, I suppose, carry out the craft. It's kind of now how do we learn to run a business or an agency? So I actually went over to London from Peru. I was there for about three or four months learning from a senior consultant um, or, or an agency over there. So so that consultant had some kind of really larger clients on his books and I got a really good idea of how he manages that in terms of um, outcomes, in terms of reporting, in terms of contracts, basically the day-to-day nuts and bolts of a yeah. business. So, I mean, those three, four months working with him were, were invaluable. So came back from London, had my final year of university to finish and a couple of part-time clients on the go. Um, and then since I finished last May, uh, myself and Aiden have been working on SEO and Grow. And this Saturday we'll actually celebrate our one year company anniversary. Oh, so yeah, thanks. And what actually do you do in the business? Sure, so our focus is on search marketing, as it's in the name, SEO and Grow. So search marketing, as most people know, can kind of be broken down into two. So one, you've got SEO, which stands for Search Engine Optimization. So that's your organic search. Um, And the second facet is paid search or pay-per-click search. So that's your Google Ads, really. So yeah, day-to-day we work with various different clients across different industries actually across different continents and improve their visibility within search and, and ultimately hope that prospects will find their services and buy from them through Google search. So for an example, we're working with a private tutoring agency over in Kensington in London. So we've been with them for over a year now and 
every, everything we've done for them has been geared towards getting new clients to sign up. So a lead for them and is, is, is a conversion. So essentially their website has a contact form or a submit an inquiry. Uh, we drive traffic to that site just by trying to, to rank on page one organically for all the key terms, yeah. private tutoring uh, in London and Kensington, and then more kind of even more long tail search terms uh, and more specific ones like, um, I'm trying to think, education consultancy yeah. or French private tuition or uh, GCSEs, French yeah. tutor, etc. Um, and that's on the organic side and on the paid side, yeah, we're driving, driving clicks through uh, uh, Google search ads and also through Google display ads and, and, and Google remarketing. And I guess, how do you make sure that they, when you do SEO stuff, every so often, like every month, so Google change our algorithm, sure. how do you make sure you're on top of that? Yeah, that's obviously really important and essentially, as I was saying to you earlier, our business is ultimately at the mercy of yeah. Google's algorithm. So, yeah, I suppose one thing is attending kind of industry conferences. So, yeah. we were at Learn Inbound in the Aviva Stadium last Thursday and kind of got a really good insight there on kind of what is to come that's very much kind of future focused yeah. uh, given everyone there is already in the know as to kind of current trends um, but yeah I suppose obviously keeping up to speed with the, the, the real thought leaders in the space so there's some of Google's key men John Mueller is one yeah. and Matt Cutts was one uh, and then there's other kind of key blogs and publications from search engine land etc so it's basically just keeping in the know through forums through blogs yeah. uh, and through attending events yeah because I, I guess uh, if, if you're not in the know your friends are going to end up uh, being screwed 100% yeah so like it's so important for us to, to follow best practice and again even as we were talking off air earlier on there's such a real risk if you practice black hat SEO techniques, that your your website will get a, a manual penalty and will yeah. ultimately be pulled from the from Google's index and Google search results. And for certain businesses who rely so much on search to drive traffic, that's a major issue. So we're very wary of following white hat yeah. best practice techniques and kind of doing it by the book as, as much as we can. Remember years ago, Google used to be the case was that to get ranked, you have to have uh, a lot of uh, links, backer links. And then after well, after about a couple of years, Google realized that's not going to work anymore because people are, the, are then paying websites sure. just to have Exactly. That. And even with the emergence of social media, people yeah. would just be spamming Twitter, would be spamming Facebook, etc. Yeah. with loads of, loads of links back to their website. So I suppose how Google pivoted there was they started to focus on the, the quality of the links. Like, yeah. As I said, like links are still extremely important and incredibly important in terms of as a ranking factor, but it's links from high authority websites, relevant websites, yeah. it's follow links, etc. So they've really been they've really clamped down on, on those spammy links and kind of the days of yeah, as you said, spammy links, spammy keywords, they're very much over. Google's algorithms are very sophisticated now, so it's 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 certainly a case of keeping on top of the trends and, and following best yeah, practice. I remember years ago some people would have actually one of the keywords that have they have a word that's misspelled. So one, like you might have key, key UI to the key UAY, yeah. and you would have them done on purpose so that someone keep hitting, you would appear. Yeah, yeah, no, all that, I mean, Google understands now the, the semantics of search, and they know when you search a certain keyword, if it's related to something else, they'll, they'll probably show a similar result, you know? Yeah. Google has become very, uh, as I said, yeah, sophisticated and uh, intelligent. Yeah. Now, what, also, getting back to the SEO stuff, what mistake do you know the business have made with SEO and PPC uh, campaigns? 
Yeah, it's a good question. I suppose I think one of the I suppose one of the quick win quick wins for small businesses in particular is their Google My Business listing. Yeah. So that Google Maps pin, a lot of businesses number one might have one, yeah. or there might be incorrect information there. So they're just two big no nos, and they're two things someone can go away hopefully yeah. take away from this podcast and and. and and um, put into action uh, but as well as that it's kind of keeping on, on top of that listing so even if you do have a listing have you got reviews are they current are you replying to those reviews are you liking those reviews uh, are you adding photos yeah. are you adding posts um, as I said like last Thursday at that conference so much of what was talked about in terms of local SEO was keeping your Google My Business listing on fire with yeah. photos with posts with liking and commenting on reviews etc so really that's I think that's one kind of from the outset that's very easy and I suppose some of the other SEO mistakes we, we notice businesses make ultimately not having keyword optimized pages yeah. or, or having pages that are optimized around the wrong keywords it's so important um, that your pages are optimized around the right keywords. Yeah. So you need to do your homework first. So conduct your keyword research, identify what are the topics or specific keywords that people use to find my service or my product. And then how do I go about implementing that search term or that keyword across my content, whether that be on page, uh, in terms of getting links, etc. So those are kind of some, I'd say, the key SEO mistakes we see uh, being made. Um, and some of the key PPC mistakes that companies make are maybe not going after search terms with kind of purchase intent. Yeah. So you'd be better off, so when I say purchase intent, I mean the difference between um, black hat yeah. or buy black hat Dublin now, for yeah. example. So the difference between the two, it's pretty obvious. The first one is very generic. The first person who's searching black hat, they haven't displayed any real interest in purchasing a black hat. Yeah. They've just, it could be someone doing a, a, a school project on black hats, for example, yeah. versus the second one, you know it's local, it has the location in there, you know they want to buy, etc. So it's worth bidding on those kind of keywords yeah. and keeping your, keeping your match type exact or phrase match and going after, and if, if it is a case of spending more money to go after the right click, and even if that only means one to two clicks a day, you're much better off spending your money there, you're gonna have a much better time on site, you're gonna be much more likely to convert, etc. Um, and actually that kind of leads me on to probably my second tip or the second mistake I see businesses make with PPC, which is not having any conversion tracking set up. Yeah. So it's so important, and even if you don't have e-commerce capability on yeah. your website, it's so important to set up tracking to see, okay, I'm running ads, I'm spending X amount of money, what is the return on ad spend that I'm getting? So are people calling me from my ad? Super simple to set up that conversion tracking. Uh, secondly, are people filling out my uh, contact form, my inquiry form? Again, it's one of the first steps we'll make with a new client will be to set up that tracking on their website. Or thirdly, if you're an e-commerce and you're selling products, am I making money, am I making sales yeah. off the back of this, you know? So I think, yeah, those are kind of some of the key SEO and PPC mistakes we've seen businesses Yeah, I've got a friend of mine who, who I do work for now and again on his, on his website, I maintain their blog. And he said to me that since I've been doing that, their good ranking has actually done very well because people are seeing constant uh, content. Yeah, absolutely. That's another absolute key part of our strategy for certain clients and, and should be for most. Uh, sometimes, yeah. 
uh, capacity uh, or budget constraints or whatever it doesn't allow for a big content strategy um, but as you said it can be it can be vital to, to stay current stay relevant create interest in content yeah. which I'm sure you're doing and I think that's another probably thing businesses struggle with they, they feel oh I should be putting out blog content yeah. and they're kind of just churning out rubbish sometimes you know even though they could be the most knowledgeable person on a certain subject because they don't know how to structure their content for a user in 2019 yeah. how to lay out their blog etc how to get it in front of people secondly yeah. because so many people as I said are maybe they're not churning out rubbish they might be churning out brilliant content but if it's not structured right if it's not keyword optimized if they're not sharing it then no one's finding well, it you, and it's, it's the useless the real advice time is if you do too much content so I just hate to, uh, this guy in Taylor, I'll do blogs for you twice a month. Sure. So every two weeks you're getting content wider than once a week. Once a week at times, there's too much content and people don't want to see that. I'll yeah. own it. And also as well, I find as well that at times when I'm doing this kind of content, people look at it and if the guy can't afford anything else, like any other SEO, uh, money for SEO stuff, yeah. the best SEO, if you limit the budget, is to get his content. Yeah, I mean, and I agree in terms of, as you were saying, first of all there, it's quality over quantity. Mm -hmm when it comes to content, without a doubt. Um, so if you can if you can put stuff out that is genuinely interesting for you to read, yeah. if you think it's gonna be interesting for people who are in the same industry as you to read, put it out there, and as you said, it, it might be the best investment so you make. I think for you guys, if you're with a client, and, and that client uh, hasn't got nothing to spend, and you know that every so often Google can algorithms, they will never change the algorithm on, on blog content. Content So it's gonna be long as fresh and new content to you, Google can suddenly ban it. Of course not. So you, you've got some clients that you might realise, hold on, the, the budget they have isn't as much as another client. Mm -hmm. So the only SEO I'll do for them is content, whereas somebody has got more money, you'll, you'll say, well, actually, I can do this for you, and actually, plus PPC as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, long, unique, informative content will yeah. never will never be penalised by yeah. Google, you know? That's ultimately what they want. At the end of the day, Google's a business. They want to return the best, uh, best result for the user, the yeah. user's query. Um, so ultimately, yeah, it's, 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 it's incredibly important to put out some good quality content and yeah, certainly something we, we do with our, our bigger and our smaller clients for sure. Yeah, and also, uh, getting back to the PPC, what tips would you give to somebody who's thinking of using that and Google Ads? Yeah, so I think nearly as I touched on, uh, setting up your conversion tracking, yeah. definitely really important. Um, go after those terms with purchase intent, uh, bid more on them if you have to. Um, another tip and something we see businesses they, they, they often don't have and don't use negative keywords yeah. to their advantage so in a campaign a negative keyword essentially tells Google don't trigger my ad if this keyword is in the term yeah. so let's say we're selling luxury uh, luxury tours yeah. in uh, Japan I don't want my ad to be triggered if someone searches for cheap tours Japan. Yeah. So even though they're searching for tours in Japan, which is related yeah. to my offering, because that cheap word is there, it means they no longer qualify to see my ad and I'm not wasting my money. So this all kind of comes back to my key point, which is go after those keywords that are showing real purchase intent and are yeah. gonna drive sales. Yeah. Because pe people waste a lot of money and mm. let me tell you, Google Ads and cost per click, as I'm sure you know, can be incredibly expensive. Like, we're working with a client in the, at the minute and we're paying around $30 per click for yeah. certain luxury travel search terms. If you're wasting your wasting your money on those clicks, you you might as well be throwing 30 quid down the drain. Yeah, like earlier you mentioned Black Hat. Imagine somebody who's black hat, 
but you're looking for black card SEO techniques or hacking rather than black hats. Exactly. If you can actually define exactly what you mean by black hat. Yeah, as in, should, should I define it for you? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like, well, when you're doing it, you find black hat. Is a hat you're wearing, your hat on your head. Sure. It's not going to be like extra techniques or anything you've got hackers. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's exactly. It's so yeah. important to make that distinction, you know. Um, yeah, when, when I was talking about black hat SEO earlier, I'm talking about people that follow negative practices. Yeah. Um, but black hats, obviously, yeah, they could be talking about people who just want to cap. Yeah, and I noticed a few years ago, they were in a wedding band, and like a character kept clicking their ads so that they, they were never going to spend. Sure. That's changed now, but I think a couple years ago, that would have been prevalent. Yeah, perhaps. I suppose, like, we're in the game, I think. Yeah, three, three to four years yeah. now. So I suppose a lot of that was 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 kind of gone by the yeah. time we came in. We're kind of maybe the new the new wave of of SEOers really and, yeah. and PPCers. But yeah, there was certainly at the at the, the dawn of Google and, and and Google Ads, there was yeah a lot of uh, negative negative issues like that going on. Yeah, and the worst thing is if you're sitting there, suddenly you realize after one day, oh my my Google Ads spend is gone. Because why? And you realize you and those days. It was hard to track where the clicks came from. Sure. Whereas nowadays it's a lot easier because nowadays you've got the ability to track where it came from and you can track, make sure certain pages on your website, like your contact page, your phone page, mm -hmm. or basically your blog, any page that's the relevant information, make sure you keep those pages are the ones that you, you, want, you want to be tracked. Sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. You need, you need to know, uh, I suppose, have an idea of your demographics, what country yeah. the people are coming to your site from, what language what kind of search terms they're using. So kind of within Google Search Console, uh, from the organic side of things, you can you can get a very good idea of what what keywords or what queries yeah. people have typed in to, to trigger your results. And the same goes for, for a pay-per-click in Google Ads. You can see what the exact search term was, the age, it gives you an age breakdown, etc. So you have a very good idea of the kind of people who are coming onto your site. It's linked with analytics, so you can see how long they're spending on your yeah. site, what other pages they're visiting, if they're bouncing, why they're bouncing, etc. So there's, yeah. there's, there's really no hiding we find yeah. uh, with clients and it, it kind of makes our job easier in a sense when it comes to reporting. Everything we do more or less is available in Google Analytics in a dashboard that both we and the client can see. So they, they can see the progress that we've made, you know, there's no, there's no smoke and mirrors and it's, it, it kind of demystifies the process a, 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 whole, a whole lot, really. Yeah, you know, the only scenario where the pop page you've seen track back is, is the um, sitemap rather than the us page sure. or about us page. Yeah, no, like there's uh, there's definitely issues with, with people who have 404 errors. I mean, you click on, yeah, like you said, you might click on a sitemap and, and, and a contact page appears. You might click on a contact us page, a sitemap appears. and. It's, it's, it's important to, yeah, to kind of get your, your, the structural integrity of your website right from the outset. And yeah, something, something we kind of find in particular with maybe those, those websites with, with a lot of pages, yeah. they often have uh, 404 pages or pages that are redirecting incorrectly, etc. And you gotta make sure, if for example, you link to your sitemap and then from there it goes somewhere, you gotta make sure that when it goes somewhere else, paper click notices that you go to the podcast page or this page via sitemap. Sure. So they can tell you that as well. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. And but if someone's using your sitemap, like if you have a HTML yeah. sitemap on your on your website and someone's actually using that, it might indicate that people are getting confused and yeah. lost on your website as well. So that's food for thought too. But certainly it's important kind of to have an idea of how people are flowing through your website. And it's it's one of the again, it's like internal linking is so important. Yeah. So if I land on a homepage page 
can I be brought from that homepage to your selling page? So whether that be you're selling tours or you're selling bikes or you're selling hats, is it easy for me to navigate through your website from landing page to sale? Ultimately, you need to funnel your customer to the sale yeah. at, at all points, whether that be through a blog post kind of indirectly or through a Google ad or through your organic listings. You really need to try and be funneling people towards a sale the whole yeah, time. I guess it should be two clicks from your homepage to where they should be able to get yeah. to where they're yeah. going to. Exactly. And if you get more than two clicks, then basically you're doing something wrong. Yeah, 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 perhaps. Yeah. Now, often it depends. I mean, there's some, some certain category, if it's buried within a category. Yeah. You might be like there's, there's there's no use, you know. There's as you said, two clicks ultimately um, to get to your product is, is probably a, a decent yeah, but, rule of thumb. Yeah, but you were saying basically if there's got a subcategory, it's two clicks to get to the main subcategory. That's fine. Sure, exactly. Because it it moves a bit the right way. But if you've got if you're taking four clicks to go up another page to about us, yeah. that's something you shouldn't do because yeah. that's fair. But if you're going like and say that way, you do look you do look your tours. And you're either and you're doing Asia, but specifically you're doing Japan, China, and maybe uh, you're also doing uh, Thailand. Yeah. Now you want them to go to the certain Thailand page, but they go to the Asia page. You go, that's fine. You got there within two clicks. You don't understand. It, that's fine. They're going yeah. somewhere. Yeah. But if after the four click, they finally get to the Asia page, and then finally after that, they're going down to China yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah. That's what you don't want. No, agrees. Yeah, they're they're gonna they're gonna get straight off your site then if it's taking them too long. People have become very uh, impatient, um, and it's a good thing in, in one in one way because it means look we need to we know we need to really optimize for speed we need to optimize for user experience for easy navigation, um, but at the same time for smaller businesses it is a challenge. Your website needs to be up to scratch. Yeah, and also nowadays the big thing is how does it work mobile? Yeah, hundred percent. It's it's so key actually. Mobile first indexing has come, yeah. come in, so kind of for for the nerds, it's basically uh, Google is now crawling your website from a mobile before it crawls it from a desktop. Yeah. So, it's, and I think it's 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 a big issue for people who spend so much of their time in front of either a desktop or a laptop because when you're focused on on, on, on a client and, and optimizing their website, typically you're doing it from your desktop and on desktop when in fact. Google's crawling it from mobile first, yeah. so it values mobile higher than desktop now. So that's that's massive, and it, it, we knew it was coming. That's been something that's been Google have been trying to roll out over the last kind of two years, but it's in Ireland now. It was one of the kind of core modules at Learn Inbound in the yeah. Aviva last week, and yeah, something to be very wary of. Because nowadays you get something in the computer is probably going to be a mobile phone or tablet rather than the computer itself. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and you got to realize how do how do you maximize that and make sure that. If someone's going on and using a mobile device, will they get experience that they're getting a desktop? Yeah, and people's similar? buying habits have changed as well yeah. on mobile. Like five years ago, people would never actually purchase something on mobile. They might browse, yeah. and in particular big purchases, they just weren't making them on mobile. Nowadays, I know for myself, I'm sure you're the same, I have no issue paying money uh, for yeah. my phone, whether, for, whether that be on ASOS, buying a new pair of trainers, or something larger buying tech products on Amazon I, I, I'd have no issue putting money down on my phone and know? also as well now there's multiple or actually I've got apps which basically is a companion to website so when you're buying stuff yeah. the app might give you more than you could do on a, on a more yeah. version of the website yeah yeah agreed so they're, they're using that oh hold on a second if you can't get the same user experience on a mobile device as we can on the desktop why don't we, don't we just develop a specific app sure yeah. And when they go to the website and, and uh, on the, the mobile device and the text on the mobile device, it will say, it will tell them 
download our, yeah. our app. Yeah. Because it knows what you're using. It knows that when you're using a, a mobile device, you're not going to get the same experience. You're going to find things that are going to be, pictures aren't going to look the same, text is going to look blurry and everything else. Yeah. Or too much scrolling down. You don't want to have someone keep scrolling down, 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 down. That's true. Yeah. yeah. No, these are, all, these are all the challenges, I suppose, of, yeah, for search marketers, for webmasters in 2019. It's yeah. just, how do we, uh, yeah, how do, how, do you, how do we get around it? Yeah, I used to do that years ago, be webmaster, and, uh, and uh, I wouldn't go back to doing it now because it's changed so much. Like early days with Google Ads, it was a lot easier in you know, how I'd set it up. Yeah. But looking back now, and with all the techniques they're doing now, it's like, I'm out of that game. Yeah, no, it's it's true. Like especially with paid search, Google yeah. have, have have their kind of uh, smart campaigns now, which which essentially use machine learning to uh, make optimizations and bid adjustments and. Uh, different tweaks to your campaigns yeah. through AI and through machine learning so it's, it's not it doesn't like it doesn't need donkeys like me doing the manual labour yeah because remember years ago I was doing that I had to go in and every day check what words we're using and change this thing sure. nowadays if it notices that you've got a, you've got a, a budget spend it will, it will change the budget it will think the budget is maybe two dollars a click mm-hmm. and I might have said okay that keyword you're using isn't working out but yeah. this keyword in the same price range will do this obviously as well yeah. go with that yeah I suppose the challenge is getting all of that set up and getting yeah. that set up correctly and uh, people now are, are, are writing their own custom scripts their yeah. own machines machine learning robots essentially which are which are doing that work for, for them based yeah. off kind of insights they've gained over 10 years of industry experience so so I suppose a challenge for us long term is where where do we go if smart campaigns become user yeah. prevalent? If there's no need for the big setup that there was before or the bid adjustments or optimizations, how does SEO and Grow have to pivot to meet kind of the new demands and, and to how do we how do we find work in that climate? And I think really I'm uh, and, and, and kind of based off listening to industry industry thought leaders and talking about this it's, it's a means of yeah our roles just becoming more and more sophisticated and creative ultimately um, and I think that's that's how society in general yeah. will, will overcome uh, AI and, and the challenges of, of yeah. automation well, I think as well people will think well how do we set the campaign to begin with and AI machine learning is something you don't understand sure exactly you guys are going to come in you're going to set the campaign and run it yeah and tell that AI machine learning is going to do this but now and again We'll check in to keep an eye on making sure you're doing what it should do. Yeah. Because there's going to be times in the game where mistakes happen. So you're going to make sure that, that they're, if the mistakes are there, that they're very infrequent. Yeah, exactly. So before we finish, anything else about the podcast? Um, even, yeah, I'd even like to give a, a few lines maybe on how we're different because yeah. I think there's so many so many digital agencies digital marketing agencies search search engine marketing yeah. agencies in Dublin and Ireland and abroad and yeah maybe even if I can if you don't mind give it go ahead yeah. lines on how we're different so we actually had a client come to us recently um, kind of uh, despite uh, competition and they said we, we want to come to you guys because we think you can kind of demystify the whole SEO yeah. process and remove the smoke and mirrors from it so I think our experience um, in, in Peru, in-house, in, that kind of a, yeah. in, in a smaller company, uh, gave us an idea of what it is uh, a company looks for yeah. in, in an SEO consultant or in an agency. Um, and then our experience kind of working agency side or consultancy side gave us an idea of, of what the consultant or an agency yeah. delivers. And we probably noticed a bit of a, 
a disconnect between the two, what, what it is that an agency delivers and what it is that a client wants. So essentially we're there to bridge the gap and we feel that can be done through education. So there's no need for us to hold our cards close to our chests about the, the work we're carrying out, what we're doing, how we're doing it. We feel it's, it's, it's in both of our, ours and the client's best interests if we educate them as we go through the process. And there's, there's plenty of work for us to offload and outsource to the client as we go along, should they have the resource. So, for example, if it is a case of writing blog content or whatever, if there's someone in-house to, to write the copy, then by all means, that makes sense for them to do that. Yeah. We can just aid you in making that keyword optimized, making that discoverable via Google. And I guess also you, you'd actually go through them and tell them what what blog posts are the ones to use. Exactly. And when they've written an article, you would actually go through it and tell them, uh, maybe change a bit of it, because obviously, uh, right now, a lot of people now use WordPress. And yeah. WordPress, especially with Yoast, is yeah. so prevalent now. Like, yeah. I've got clients that uh, are native version of Yoast. Yeah. I've, written, I've written an article yeah. that would look great normally, but when I put it up on, the, on, the, on their website, Yoast will tell me, Changes, change yeah. that. Too many different things. Yeah. And too much password words. I have to go and then rewrite that and, yeah. and change it. Yeah. So I mean, uh, it was actually again. It was it was central to the the, the the conference last week talking about Yoast and how trust trust us. A green light on Yoast is not the be all and end all. And um, people get kind of fixated on 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 Yoast and getting that SEO green yeah. light, but it really it's really limited to be honest. Um, and if you're working with an SEO consultant, trust them typically yeah. over Yoast. But it's it's kind of that process, as you said. It could be a case of uh, the client writes the copy, yeah. we come back and, and and we edit it accordingly. So the metadata, the URL, the structure, maybe we optimize yeah. it for so that it returns as a featured snippet because there's so much now about getting to position zero. Yeah. So when I'm, when I'm referring to that, I'm talking about if you, if you search um, any, usually it's, it's, it's a question or a long tail search. So uh, where, what, who was the president of Japan in 19, 1999 or yeah. whatever it might be. Typically you'll get an answer box from Google. Yeah. You won't actually have to click on a blue organic listing. Yeah. You'll just get an, an initial answer box. Does, yeah. There's opportunity. So we've, we were able to, especially over in Peru up with our content strategy, we were able to achieve loads of those across various yeah. different searches. So if you search, for example, uh, souvenirs in Bolivia or best gifts to bring home from Bolivia or Peru, we used to have a massive, and I think they still do, uh, a huge answer box which listed had our photos, listed all of our yeah. uh, recommendations, and the clicks we got from that were huge, you know? Yeah. Um, and getting to that, what they're now calling position zero, is so important, especially because of voice search. So. Voice search is using that featured zero. Yeah. If, you, if you think about it, when I search something now manually on my desktop, I get eight or ten organic blue links, and I yeah. can choose which one I want to click on. When you voice search, the, the, the whatever you're using, Alexa, uh, Google Home, whatever it might be, that's returning a result from you automatically. Yeah. It's hand picking which one is the is the automatic result uh, is the featured zero yeah. snippet you know so it's so important to try and try and obtain that and it's a real trend it's it's where uh, the search result pages are shifting towards and it's kind of yeah now is the time to try and capitalize on that yeah for me i found it earlier talking about yoast i found that yoast at times when it's got like it's it lists seven key things you must have for perfect green light i always say and I went to go for five, not the full seven. But the full seven is going overkill. Yeah, yeah, and it's I'd like that. It's 
and I, the thing with SEO is it's it's a trade off often yeah. between. Um, how optimized your page is for search and how by the book it is and how good of a user experience it is you know um, and it's about finding that balance because yeah. as we said ultimately Google wants to return the best result and the most relevant result yeah. to the user's query that's not necessarily the one with the most keywords or you know what I mean it's, yeah. it's typically the one that has the best content and is the most relevant and yeah, for me like if you look at that episode of the Irish Times just on the road mm. when they write a content, an article and it goes on, on print and online they're both the exact same so in other words uh, on, on, on a Yoast or Google ranking it might appear that it's, it's not the best it might, might appear to be great but actually it is very relevant content sure but if you, online people view differently than in print and they shouldn't yeah no, I agree. Well, it's probably a different a different day's discussion about the challenges for 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 media companies yeah. like them and clickbait articles are, are kind of taking the taking all the bacon. Yeah, that's the worst thing I've seen. Up to this, this to do clickbait like yeah. this dog uh, ages saw uh, this woman. What yeah. do you do next? Yeah, and yeah. then you, you click on that and you find out. There's nothing we yeah. relate to it. Yeah. There's like one paragraph. But, but quality journalism is yeah. suffering as a result, you know, and it's that's a major issue for them is, like you said, uh, the, uh, how optimised is the the title for social usually versus how well written is the article. Like for example, the moment you get an article about Brexit, now how many of the articles are you going to read are of great content by somebody who's a great writer? And certainly, when you're looking online, you're reading it a bit differently because of, of, of how it's laid out. Yeah, no, it's definitely it's true. And you're thinking, okay, hold on a second. And on, on a paper, you need to hold it this size, read yeah. it. But on a thing, scroll it down, and then you figure, hold on, is there too much content in, in this article where, where the paper you wouldn't worry about them? Any words there is? Yeah, I know what you're saying. Um, it, it kind of seems like oh my god, I've been scrolling for for two minutes here, yeah. kind of thing, but. Yeah, I know. Again, I suppose it's not—it's not a space we've we've worked in, but yeah, there's there's huge opportunity there yeah. to to improve it. For sure. But I guess basically you're probably working in the areas that you know best, and that's the best thing to do with it. Yeah, yeah. We, we've like—I think that's actually one of the really exciting things about uh, what we do. So we obviously started in the travel space, yeah. but kind of day to day, as I mentioned before, we're with a tutoring agency there in the education space. We're working with uh, an Irish employee engagement software, so yeah. they're in software as a service. We've worked with a real estate company in the US, yeah. um, actually a cattle company in the US, um, and yeah, in talks with some 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 really unique and interesting companies. So yeah. I think definitely that's one of the things myself and Aiden like most about the nature of our business is that in one morning we could go from. Uh, optimizing to sell for selling cattle to optimizing for selling homes or for selling uh, luxury tours or whatever. Yeah, I guess one thing you must make sure you don't get to do. So, give us up you're selling cattle in America. Sure. You don't mention it. Any 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 presents or anybody else that might be elective in the long term. Yeah, no, definitely. We uh, we we stay away from from politics, religion, etc. Yeah, because I've seen people that that decide. Oh, Trump is doing this. If I get an Kate told what he's saying and get in. Suddenly, I'm going to, people are going to come to my site because yeah, they come to the site. But in the long term, when they yeah. look back, they're and if it turns out that basically Trump was a peach or was a wasn't a president, people can look back. They you were supporting this guy. Sure, yeah. They're not going to. They're, they're, that's what they're going to do. You're not going to see that you were using him to promote your business. They're going to see you as promoting him as as liking him. Yeah. No, and and, and luckily we yeah we totally stay away from that, and that's kind of the nature of search. But social, I suppose, is a different story. Yeah. With brand ambassadors, etc. You're kind of 
you're putting your, your brand on someone else's shoulder and any wrong move they make, your brand makes. So that's definitely for if for any of the influencer marketers out there, that's a huge challenge. But yeah, thankfully with what we do, we can kind of stay away from anything too topical or controversial. Yeah, I guess at the moment, if you have a certain sport, if you have sports stars as a brand ambassador, you need to make sure that that sports are on, on and off fields, there's no problems. Exactly, yeah, it's super, super important. Yeah. Well, anyway, thanks for that, Peter. Thanks a million, Ron. Cheers. Cheers.